Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. So, I've talked about this before. This concept of going there, wherever there is. It's a word that, like so many words in acting, I don't think you can define accurately. But it's certainly one of the reasons that I think Meryl Streep is so strong is because she always goes there. And, boy, it's a huge thing. It's, it's really a huge thing that you just let go and go where the circumstance of the play leads you. You don't worry about diction. You don't worry about energy. You don't worry about anything except that moment where you go there. But that's really it. I, I, I have to say that that's really it. I, I admire some of you. It's easier than others. For Walker and me, it's almost impossible. <laughs> we were so well brought up, we were told never to have an emotion. And so it, we didn't. So breaking through that was something else. But I mean, that's really one of the things that you, that you want. You're, it's so, my God, acting. It's so vulnerable. You're letting people see your veins. I've told you this story before, but I will tell it again because I, I think it's so clear. When I was coaching Kira Sedgwick back in her childhood, and she had an audition, and we, we'd worked on it, we'd worked on it, and had this great action. I think it was for a Michael Keaton movie. And she, the, her husband uh, had terminal cancer. She was pregnant, and uh, he would die before the baby was born. And he, he had dwindled into hopeless alcoholism. And so she had a monologue that she had to do, which was the audition monologue, where she had to, it was about, I want you to be involved with this baby's life, even though you're never going to meet it, and all of that. And we'd come up with this action to pull your husband back to life. And so we went through the monologue, and it was great. And I went, good. And she knew me very well. And she looked at me and she said, what? And I said, well, if you want the part, you have to go there. And she said, all right, let's do it again. And man, it was unbelievable. I mean, every possible vein in her body was a part of this need to bring her husband back to life. And I said, that's it. She, so she had the audition the next day. She was staying with me. And when she came home, I said, so how did it go? And she said, eh. And I said, why? Eh. And she said, well, when I went into the audition, there were three people sitting there. And they were such assholes that she said, I thought, I don't want to let them see that much of me. And man, that's it. They see that much of us. And it's, you know, it, it's remarkable to me because it's, it's, it's and, and it's almost like you thank them for letting you go there. I think sometimes 
we almost get there. We almost get there to the point where we just let go. But we shy away from it. I said to Maurizio, I said, to me, it's like going off a high diving board. I said, you walk out to the edge of the board and you know you won't die because there's water there. And that when you jump, you're going to end up in the water. But I said, it's so far down. And so you kind of tiptoe up to the edge of it. And you sort of think you're going to jump. And then you say, yeah, I maybe I know, I maybe tomorrow. And so you go back down that huge, awful ladder uh, rather than jump off. And then, you, you know, then you say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do it. Then you go up to the edge of the thing and you stand there and you look. And then finally one day there are people behind you and you can't go back down and you have no choice. And so hell, you jump, and you don't die, but it doesn't make it any easier. And I, I think sometimes we have a resistance to, it's, it's like, we're almost there. But it's huge. I, I think it's really, really difficult. I look back, I was with Stella for five years, and then I took master classes for another eight years off and on. And I remember her saying to somebody once, you know, darling, you could have 10 times the energy and it would still be half enough. And she was just really talking about so there are those people that it's, you know, it, it's just difficult to go there. And then she once said to a girl, darling, put it through the Goyesha filter, meaning Goyesha being the the insulting word for Gentiles who never show any emotions. And this, I mean, this was a girl who her emotions were just so easy. So it's, you know, there are no rules here. I think in order to do it, you know, sometimes you need a lot of preparation. Sometimes you don't need a lot of preparation. It, it depends. It depends on what you're doing. Some things are very, very accessible. Some things are very accessible, and I don't want to go there. It's not a comfortable place to go. Somebody wanted to sit in on our class, and I, and I, did, I initially said yes, and then I sent an email yesterday, and I said, you know, it takes so long for a class dynamic to get together so that everybody feels comfortable, either failing, succeeding, or going there, that... You know, all of a sudden, you have a stranger, and it ruins the dynamic. I think sometimes the worst problem is people who lose control when they go there. You realize how difficult acting is? I mean, <laughs> JP did that, Michelle's dude. We were working on an exercise something I love and something I hate and he was he did I hate my job and I realized it's the danger of using your real life because it was almost like he, he hadn't actually verbalized how much he hated his job 
And suddenly I thought, good God, he's going to have a heart attack. I mean, it, it was just like, so the added thing to it is not only do you have to go there, it has to be controlled. Otherwise the audience starts fearing for you, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Pulls them out of it. Yeah. So I felt like this when I was watching, um, who did Angels in America recently? Oh, Spider-Man. What's his name? Oh, Andrew Garfield. Okay, I've seen Andrew Garfield do Death of a Salesman. I've seen Andrew Garfield do Angels in America. This is an actor who believes he's going there and he becomes so uncontrolled and indulgent that you, you, you really do. You feel like you, they should hand out nooses to the audience so they can hang themselves. I mean, you've never seen anything like it. It's like his thing, and he's, ah. And he's holding on to, oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman played Willie Loman in that production, and he's holding on to his ankle, and I just thought, oh, my God. They, I mean, it's, it's like, I feel it. I really feel it. I mean it. I really mean it. Can't you tell how much I mean it? Because I'm so there. And... So that's, I, I mean, that's part of it. You have to have a sense of theater. So I, I have a question about that. Is that a matter of uh, just fine tuning so that it's more controlled? Or is that a matter of really going back to the drawing boards and saying, okay, stop playing a cliche? No, I, I, I think, I think it's, it's, I mean, it sort of addresses Kareem's point. It's that you re that you really think that's acting. Boy, that's such a good question. I'm going to have to spend months figuring that one out. Because I know when I think somebody's being indulgent and there's so much emotion that you want to kill yourself. I mean, I used to see it all the time, that famous production of All My Sons of the Woman Cried for Every Line. You have to help us. You have to help us. We're little people. You can't leave us like this. <sighs> Chris, you have to talk to him. You have to talk. You know, and you're sitting there and you're going, ah! That was one of the first, I realized I was getting old. That was one of the first times that I actually spoke out loud in the theater. I said, oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I feel it, but it's inappropriate. Maybe it's, I feel the wrong thing. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's me feeling it and not the character. It's more about the actor and the relationship and not the character in the relationship. Maybe that's what it is. I think that's the problem area. I think the actor gets involved in it and feels something and feels like we want to know what the actor is feeling. It's like my friend uh, Kira's brother, Robbie, was playing the gentleman caller at a production of Glass Menagerie in uh, at the alley in Houston, I think, 
And he called me at one particular point and he said, do you think the gentleman caller would cry? And I said, what? And he said, well, last night, he said, I just felt so badly for Laura, I teared up. And I said, Robbie, that's you. You feel badly for Laura. The gentleman caller, it's not in his nature to feel badly for Laura. Or if he does feel badly, he certainly doesn't show it. But, you know, that's a... I think it's a reason we've spent so much time on character. I think we've spent a lot of time on character because I, I, I think it's important for us to have a sense of who we are. And that if we get a clear sense of who we are, then it's easier for us to get that behavior. I Don't Need an Acting Class is hosted and created by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music by Jeffrey Keezer Trio. May This Be Love from their album, On My Way to You. If you have a moment, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find us. And uh, if you would like to send an email, if you have a question for Milton, you can do so at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Another way to get in touch is on Instagram at I don't need an acting class. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you back here next week. 